0: the broadcast okay folks we're tying a new uh system it's called Streamyard. so i just turned it on and so there's a 20 second delay so i have to wait a little bit for people to hear what's going on everything is uh checking out right at this end Okay, very good. Everything is awesome. Okay, seven of none says, okay, Jeffrey says, they hear. All right, folks, very good. This is a brand new broadcast system that Paul uh, installed, and he spent the last two days teaching me how to use it, and it's working. Hooray, hooray, praise Yahweh. And so just to let you know, folks, uh, our guest tonight is Daryl McClanahan, who is uh, planning on running for the Senate in the state of Missouri. So, Daryl, why don't you tell us all about it? Uh, And you've already got hate mail, right? (laughs) Entering politics is no fun, I can tell you that. Over to you.
1: I've learned a lot, Uh, you know, talking with Jeffrey Winehouse, the Missouri political prisoner, and watching the unjustness of all of these liars. The candidates that are running are ex-governor Eric Greitens, who was born Jewish. I've written in many messages that he should become a Christian and advocate for (laughs) Jeffrey Winehouse, who was born Jewish and uh, is now a Christian. And he's been, he's been uh, prosecuted, persecuted and prosecuted and persecuted in, in, uh, in the name of justice. And it's happened. God's had this happen for a reason for all of us will stand up. So that would be the reason. One of the reasons is injustice. You know, we have all the black people, Calling Black Lives Matter and calling for justice for everything. I want to see justice for Jeffrey. I want to see justice with what happened in uh, at my house. I have a recent phone call. Another candidate. I guess I should name them all: Eric Greitens, Mark mcclowski who is famous for he's uh, holding the Black Lives Matter off in front of his million dollar mansion whenever they broke the gate down at uh, St. Louis. I think if I knew that was going on and they were marching around, I would have had the maintenance guy come down there and park a. Yeah. flatbed truck by that gate and block the gate where you got to climb over the truck. Right. <laughs> but anyway, Mark McClowski. And then we have the current attorney general, uh, and his name is Eric Smith. And he wrote Matt Thompson, a a letter. This is a Columbia, Missouri guy, uh, who advocates for Jeffrey here in Missouri. And he wrote the attorney general a letter and the attorney general basically wrote him back a letter saying, I'm not concerned about Jeffrey. Uh, I represent the police in this case. And I uh, work for the state. I don't work for the people, and yeah. I think that's real important because the people are supposed to come first in this country, right? right. America, you know, yeah. the people are supposed to. So, so then the other one is this lady, Vicky Hartzler, and I haven't really dug on her to pick her out because she seems really the most clean-cut lady, and maybe the state wants the duality. We used to have the abortion. Loving baby killer Claire McCaskill for years. That oh, wow. her husband had a $250,000 jet that they flew from Springfield, Missouri to Washington, D.C., back and forth, paid for by lobbyists. I'm sure Josh Holly's got one too.
0: Yeah, paid for and by the abortion running,
1: lobby. He, he he gave this, uh, Hartzell, Vicki Hartzler, he gave her the uh, nod, the tap, come along with me to Washington. And uh, maybe she does deserve it, but it's who has the most money. And Josh Hawley's got the most money in this race. And my wife listened to his speech at CPAC. She heard it from the other room. I had it playing, and she said, man, he gave a good speech, Daryl. I don't know if you could give one like that. And uh-huh. I said, but honey, he's a liar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she said, okay.
1: So, uh, so, and then the other person running is a c- current congressman, uh, Billy Long. I don't know him. This is mean, uh, but it, it, he's commonly referred to here in Missouri as Porky Pig. Because uh, he he has a similarity to uh, Porky Pig. And <laughs> he was on the Kansas City radio crying like a crybaby because little Josh Hawley, uh, Mr. Who Wants to Be President, Josh Hawley had in Washington promised him that he was going to get the endorsement, not Vicki Hartzler. And he uh-huh. says the ink isn't in the wool and you can find it. It's on the KCMO radio and so I put videos up. I put the Mark McClowski video up on Greitens. Greitens has blocked me. He never blocked me before. Whenever I was saying, "Hey, advocate for Jew- uh, for the Jews, advocate <laughs> for Jeffrey," you know, right. advocate, do something, do something, you know. And he never did anything because I was just, so you know. But then I put the video, I put this uh, recording of me talking with Mark McClowski. Which I'll admit, I kind of ambushed him, but I lucked out and called him, and I gave him an earful of what I think is important, and I think it was said to me, if he's going to play guilty to a gun charge when he didn't do anything, and he admits that to me, he didn't do anything, and I don't wrong him for that, I think he did the best as any man can, and I should not be so critical, so shame on me for being critical, but this is a person that would they, you know, people would claim he's better in government. I, uh, uh, no, I, I think he's, he was pardoned by the Missouri governor. He was pardoned, but he said he would fight. He would fight these people in St. Louis and they did get rid of the corrupt prosecutor who was over there. This, uh, gorilla looking, uh, all right. Uh, uh, who who is she? She, uh, she was getting Soros money and she went after Gritens too.
0: She went after
1: Gritens. They got, they put some couple up to uh, beauty beautician saying that uh, before he was elected, right before he was elected, he was having an affair with her and tying her up in the basement with duct tape, I
0: guess, and oh, taking no. pictures, oh, <laughs> oh, pictures
1: wow. and saying, Don't, just be a you know? Right, and, okay.
0: Uh, t- yeah, well, typical politicians these days, right? Yeah, typical <laughs>
1: politicians, Yeah.
0: Yeah, business issues. His speech wasn't that good, you know. And he had a really,
1: uh, everyone, I, uh, his wife divorced He had a really yeah. nice wife and everything. And, he should have uh, taken the I, duct met tape off his mouth. <laughs> I met him in 2016. I met right? him in 2016 in the Capitol, and me and my wife had voted for him, and we voted for uh, Josh Hawley because the wool had been pulled over our eyes, uh-huh. just like the dumb suckers that the American people, the Missourian yeah. people, can be because we have trusting hearts and everything.
0: Yeah, I and thought Missouri was so, the Show Me State. He was supposed to. It show, is the Show Me State. Yeah, yeah, well, show me some good politicking here, right? <laughs> I'm some trying good to.
1: You know, they're yeah. going to make fun of me, but I think I could. Sp- the Constitution Party said I'm not a polished enough candidate. Sure, I need uh, yeah. people like me and you talk off air, and and right. and we and I was talking to some people today. A lady that said she listens to Patriot Radio. And pay, you know, there's uh, but people are unsure because they're knowing the truth how much we're getting screwed, right? With uh, all these things that are coming. Uh, so those are the candidates, and and my platform is accountability. The Black Lives Matter. I I've heard Rudy Davis of the Prison Ministry uh, years ago said he didn't like Black Lives Matter, but the one thing they had right was accountability Uh, okay and so i'm just borrow he's absolutely right they have the but they always blame the wrong people they don't hold the right people accountable right they uh you know because not every single person that gets shot is racism like these these federal cases they just had oh yeah Uh, they retried the state case in uh alabama and then they reached Tried the George Floyd. In my opinion, that's double jeopardy. They will argue it's not double jeopardy, but if you're found guilty in the state, yeah, they're supposed to be states' rights. Now, I think you should be able to appeal out because the benefit is always to the defendant, right? And that's what. Uh, so I think you should be able to go up the ladder, but uh, they yeah, shouldn't but not, be able
0: to do that. Not tried twice for the same crime in two different not try twice yeah, for this... the same yeah
1: you're tried but it's a hate crime well
0: okay. yeah so
1: there's there's certainly hate but there's not uh there's all kinds of hate you know we get all right. kinds of hate i got a, a comment from a coward earlier but yeah you know i'm sure uh i was told uh, brave to even say that i would do that i'm not on the ballot yet okay. there's a, a faint there's a famous uh Senator from Missouri. His name is John Jack Danforth. He likes to be called Jack Danforth. And I guess he mentored Josh Hawley. And he's mad at Josh Hawley for uh, saying that the to get rid of the electoral college. Oh, wow. And Uh, he didn't. uh, the the uh the old guy didn't go for that i saw he was born in 36 and he was attorney general in 68 like when i was born but he's still around he's a preacher if i ever talked to the guy, i'd be like how oh, okay. are you a preacher and a politician he's like a
0: presbyterian right he, he, that name he, is very familiar jack danforth yeah he's yeah. Ve-
1: he would he would have been he could have been uh he was okay. george bush picked Cheney over him and if he hadn't picked cheney he would have picked danforth
0: wow well
1: danforth has called there was an article that just came out a few days before i decided that i wanted to start uh, calling around and finding out what you had to do to be a candidate and the article (laughs) said
0: bribe everybody (laughs) what's that bribe everybody Bribe? What bribe. party are you running with? Missouri it said that <laughs> it said the Missouri
1: Senate race specifically needs a uh, independent
0: uh, okay
1: right of center, right of center Republican. And I looked it up. What is a right of center uh, Republican? And it's more like a moderate. And moderates seem pretty hardcore, right? Right.
0: Well, yeah, constitutionalists. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There, okay. So uh, he's he's calling in his article for. Uh, for independents who are moderate, I guess, but they use the word in the art. They use the wording in the article said uh, right of center.
0: Okay, but
1: he says that for the Senate race. So, what do we have in the Senate race? We have an ex uh, governor who who can't keep his bedroom secrets quiet, <laughs> uh, and we have. Uh-huh. We got Porky Pig down there. He's probably got about as much chance as me. That'd be great if I could get as many votes as Billy Long. Yeah. As uh, somebody, and he's from kind of the Joplin area. I shouldn't be mean, but uh, that's what I heard other people like. I've been talking. Like if I go in somewhere and it's like ranchers or farmer guys, that's what right. they'll say. They'll say, "Oh, you mean Porky Pig?" <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, is, is he going <laughs> to write his funny. Porky Pig on the ballot? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. he, was cry- he was crying on the radio there's a clip out there on facebook of, really they got a picture right. of him and he's talking with the. and i'm for you know he wants his thing like that and everything but i sent him the video josh holly hid exculpatory evidence right. we can call it hid he didn't give him to him but we the people matt thompson a guy i have no affiliation with so, a wise christian guy here in missouri okay he's advocating for jeffrey as we all should and and uh it's outrageous that he don't uh he don't stand up and, and uh, do something
0: okay all right your, uh, your sound the, just you got a little dodgy been... your sound just got a little dodgy did you change position or something it's just like echoey but uh it was really good when we started out okay i know you're I'm gonna fix it okay i know you've got a bluetooth I use I that's use so a bad. wire headphone on my cell phone if I do you know, uh, otherwise that. I just set it far away from me and turn the speaker on. So, but uh, yeah, I can hear you uh, uh, scratching and clawing, <laughs> right? Is that much better? Uh, no, that's uh, you're, now you're di- now it sounds like you're on the other side of the door. Okay, we had very good sound at the start of the show, so maybe just go back to the setting you had. And we'll just we'll just deal with the echo. Okay. Well let me see what's going on here in the studio. Let me check the studio. Cause now I'm not hearing anything at all. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, your mic is on. Okay.
1: So there's a
0: Okay, okay, no, uh, you're, you're you're on the other side of the door still, something really went wrong. I tell you what, why don't you disconnect and reconnect, and we'll try bad. that, is that okay? Is that better? Uh, no, no, it, okay, yeah, uh, hang okay. up and reconnect, we'll try okay. that, okay, all right folks, we'll just uh, hang on here, because his sound was pretty good, and then all of a sudden it went dodgy, and uh, we're we're using this new system, but it not the new system? It's uh, he had some issue on his end with his uh, phone, which uh, he's using a Bluetooth, and it's better sound than we've had in the past. When we were I called him on Skype, and uh, you know his sound was dodgy on Skype constantly. You know, but you, know, you have to kind of really listen hard uh, to catch uh, all the words and the blank blank spots between the words. So uh, this was very good when we started today's show, but uh, it, it just kind of failed on us in the last couple of minutes. So uh, after this uh, interview with Daryl, I'm going to be talking about the uh, the 14th Amendment again and uh, Congressman Rerick's comments on the 14th Amendment, which are very, very, uh, very, very uh, solid and important. Okay, Daryl? Uh-huh. I'm back. Is that better? Oh, that's much better.
1: Okay. Okay. Must have been something with the connection went yeah. awry. Yeah. Okay. So, Go ahead. You know, I put this video out where I talk with uh, Mark McClowski and he's got name recognition for, he's running for Missouri Senate. And so I put the recording of me talking to him for 20 minutes and more. It's Daryl running my mouth, talking and telling him about the uh, people waving a rifle in front of my house. Right. He waved, a, he waved a rifle at Black Lives Matter and happened. I had men in front of my house waving rifles and shooting guns because they said, oh, I'm a racist. They didn't like my mailbox. They didn't like my big mouth. Right. And so they harassed me and taunted me and it and violated our right sure. of full association. And so McCloskey did that in front of his home. And I asked him to help me. Could you do anything to help me? Or could you do anything to help Jeffrey? And I tell him about Jeffrey Winehouse's case. And these men have position, money, and power. And they should be going to the governor. Because I, I guess I'm just Daryl a nobody. Yeah. And I'm trying my best because God has put it on my heart to do that. Right. Okay. And so uh,
0: Shame on them. Uh, quick question. Shame shame so them. McCloskey and his wife those are the two white people who were protecting their property against Black Lives Matter. what well, it was about yeah. four years ago. And, uh, you know, th- their story went viral. Okay. And the left just crucified them for protecting. It's only about two and a half years ago. Two and a half. Okay. So, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they, uh, they followed the constitution and protected their property. It's like, what, what? the hell? I mean, uh, that's a constitutional right. He
1: pled, guilty, he pled guilty to causing apprehension, though. Really? And a lot of people, uh, yes, and a lot of people in the gun community. When he did that last summer, I think it was June. Okay. Oh, that's he terrible. pled guilty. He pled guilty to causing apprehension.
0: What, There's a law yeah. against causing
1: apprehension. <laughs> well, and he bra- he brags about it. He he brags about it that it was that it if that's what he's accused of doing that's that's what he did and that's oh, what the second okay for.
0: so what kind of punishment does he get for causing apprehension Nine. okay no well he forfeited the AR fifteen and they
1: forfeited the Jimenez his little handgun his wife had. Okay. They forfeited those to the state And he pled guilty to causing apprehension. And all the gun channels, 5 million people, I looked it up at the time. I was like, this guy has a million, this guy has a million. Uh, About 10 different gun channels, big gun channels, talked about it, and they said he sucked. They did not like it. Because because we don't want to cause apprehension with our firearms. (laughs) We, We want to... The police don't cause apprehension with their firearms. Oh no! They, of, course,
0: of course, they not. shoot.
1: Too, <laughs> no, they shoot, they shoot too many people. They shoot them before they can
0: cause apprehension. Yeah,
1: right. But let's let's be fair. And jokes aside, right? In an armed society, in it's an a armed society, society. Yes, and the police are wearing their gun to defend themselves, so they can go home. Because at times That's they right. do have. At times, they do have a dangerous job. Right. They choose that job. We do not have to worship them as heroes, although some of them do do some heroic things. That doesn't mean occasionally. Make it, we want, right. Occasionally, yes. And and we have this in this society. This is real hard with the Constitution Party. They don't want to find anything or the libertarians. And right. I don't know. There's a lot of, uh, and we know where the Democrats and the Republicans are. But
0: <laughs> the writers, uh, uh, right ones. Right. Okay, yeah, so the Constitution Party is still active. Is well, the, here
1: in Missouri, I'm friends with the guy on Facebook. They, he 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 is a black guy. Okay, that is on the he's on the SPLC oh, list.
0: Hit list, really?
1: Yeah, wow. He's on
0: the, I'm on that yeah, list too. So he must be a good know. guy. <laughs> I I don't know. He's married to a
1: white woman. Oh boy okay yeah so if you you look him up you know that's what you'll see It kind of reminds me of sammy davis jr he's the sammy davis jr of
0: the constitution party (laughs) (laughs) he must be very conflicted about black lives matter Uh, he's he's very
1: uh, he's very educated okay Uh, he's very educated you know He's maybe wants to be Malcolm X. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just right. I don't I don't know. Yeah. He's very educated. But he's more Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. If you look up the picture folks,
0: yeah, and <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so <laughs> politics makes strange bedfellows literally. It's, right? it's, <laughs> it. okay. it's, TV. it's uh yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. Uh, the so, movies for ugly people or something. Right. So you've talked to this guy and uh He's on the SPLC oh, yeah. hit list. You're saying, yeah. Well, that's very interesting. Okay. Well, it's, his
1: name is Paul veterable G- Vatable. Okay. V a b. Okay.
0: L e. V- Able. Vatable. Vatable. Okay. Not venable. Vatable. Something like that. Okay. Something like that, at Paul. Okay. All right. So and he's on the SPLC
1: deal, but they. <laughs> Anyone should be able to sign up. It's five hundred dollars for me to pay and sign up, and they want to give me a hard time. Okay, and I and and the (laughs) one lady said she doesn't. The lady Cindy, who's in charge of it, she's on the board. Uh She said she didn't think that it makes a good platform for me having advocacy. And I will give it to Paul. He said, "Well, Daryl said he's known the guy for five years and been advocating for him. We couldn't ask him to stop. Yeah, but they could ask me not to be a candidate for the Constitution Party. Right, but." Uh, Ron Paul refused it. He didn't want to be on the ballot with them and everything. And I think, uh, and then the libertarians, they have the, uh, it's okay. If you want to kill the baby, it's your own. It's right. like, don't ask, no, with the abortion. Right. And, and then of course the homosexuality is accepted. You know, even this Funker 530, I've been listening to for war footage out of Ukraine. They get 7,000 people on the live chat. Wow. And and it's, it's seventy eight hundred, and and but he reads the money when they send him money, and they are veterans and everything. But he's a young guy, and someone asking, him, gave him money, so he answers the questions. You know, when they give him money,
0: okay. And what do
1: you think about What do you think about the LGBT? And he said, Oh, they're just people, man.
0: <laughs>
1: right. And he's a, he's like a young millennial or something. He's like some right. young person, and, and you know. But before I came on with you, I was telling you I was watching a video. Where these Ukrainians are beating the snot out of a uh, Russia? Russian guy and making him call his mama. Wow. On the cell phone. Wow. Okay. And so they talk about how bad Vladimir Putin is. Uh, right Look, this is what human humanity does to, to i'm i guess i'm using the whoopee word humanity huh? <laughs> yeah, right. what, or should well, i use the millennial kids term people this is what people do they yeah. turn on each other and sure yeah, each other sure like do,
0: right yeah right yeah, yeah they go along they get along don't they right that's a good thing for us that they really don't get along with each other cuz they all disagree with each other but uh, did you talk to any of these people at all about what's really going on in ukraine because i'm getting all kinds of strange reports that uh, this whole no thing... this was
1: last week before the war oh, hit but nice i have been following it closely okay. because you know, the war wasn't on the table when i when i started so uh uh-huh. i mean they were talking about it at CPAC last night holly was you know everyone hates joe biden what he's you know trump sure. did have the fuel down to the oil was 65 bucks a barrel and we weren't in a war but they just have uh, strung russia out for the last eight years and and they want their way with ukraine and it's on the other side of the world you know i was showing the children yesterday i got the world map out and was showing them our gulf of mexico and cuba and uh, they saw where taiwan was and we like talked about the things because they hear me listen Right. They hear a little bit of it. the Children, you know, and and uh, I was telling them that that's like their, you know, you look at the Caspian Sea and the and the and the Black Sea. Those are like their golf. Right. You know, like we have we have ships come into uh, Corpus Christi, Texas.
0: Right. They play, uh, they play golf, golf there too. <laughs> yeah. So, because what I'm hearing is that most of the so-called war is. Uh, fake news that there's uh NBC ABC CBS etc are using fake videos uh, and claiming that these are part of the war that's going on in Ukraine and I talked to Doc Waterman about there's it. There's both. Oh okay. Yeah. I- there's both like cl- okay. like clips of jet planes from air
1: shows right and people yeah, yeah.
0: uh but attacking there are jets. some
1: stuff like there was yeah. yeah, there's one of the fourteen-year-old like girls in formation in the that doesn't
0: happen, right? That doesn't happen in wartime, right? I they saw a another pile. one, right? Okay, I saw another one
1: where the trucks all blown up and the bodies are there, all burning up Russian soldiers. Okay, so I don't know if that's real or not. That's yeah. the one that was out there, and the, the trucks all bombed out. And I did see where the tank ran over the car, and it right. was an old woman that one. in the car. Yeah. yeah, that person survived. Mm-hmm. The person in the car
0: survived.
1: That's amazing. That's the hand of God on the old lady. Right. It, her head, it's a wonder her head
0: didn't get ripped off. Right. She must have ducked yeah. just in time. Amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But those uh, photos and some of the videos are being displayed as if they're live from, the, from Ukraine, when in fact, a lot of them are just old videos and photos from elsewhere. And mm-hmm. Doc Waterman says it was a Ukrainian tank, not a Russian tank. So we'll, we're going to find out the truth one of these days, right? What's, but here, my, my opinion, and you know, this is kind of off the subject of your campaign, but the, the Bidens, you know, both Hunter and Joe, are so corrupt, and the, the they have corrupted the Ukrainian government to such a an enormous extent that uh, they're the ones who are. I saw a meme today. Ones. Yeah, and the meme
1: ahead. was. I saw a meme and it was Hunter Biden sitting there, and, and the caption was, "Are the checks
0: going to stop?" <laughs> are, are you saying the C Z E C H the check invasion, or the C H E K S C K S checks? Well, I suppose. Well, uh, okay. So it's one of the things I heard. Is that uh, the Russians uh, have have targeted certain banks, so that these transfer, so that they can't, the Bidens can't transfer their funds to America. That's what I heard. So I mean, this has got to be the craziest war in history, where it's being fought on the TV screen, but not on the ground, <laughs> right? So well, they're handing out AK-47s. Ooh. Wow, are there is there any ammo in those AK? Who's handing them out? The, the Ukrainians? The Ukrainian government. They had the mayor
1: on yesterday morning, and he was out there and said he's not leaving the city. And also the pachinko uh, yeah. guy, who's the actual president. Uh, they're saying they're staying there.
0: Yeah. And uh, well, this is a know, banker's uh, war. There's no doubt; it's a banker's war. And uh, mm-hmm. they were trying to, uh, from, from what I can tell, and this is Putin's story, is that they were uh, threatening the the, uh, the people that had had voted to join Russia, and that's what the part of it's about. But. Uh, the western block i've NATO. been
1: following it i've been follow, following following uh, russell texas bentley i post him all over okay on facebook and he has, he has a youtube channel and he's been there for since 2015 okay. and he became a russian uh citizen okay and uh, he season. has a humanitarian aid right yeah and uh they're murdering people and shelling people for the last few years. And I've been following it. Uh, it has not been a ceasefire with the Minsk agreement okay. and Russia's had enough of the uh-huh. jerked around.
0: Okay. Uh, that's what I suspected, but I hadn't had any the evidence. Crux
1: get, that they don't tell people, right. that's the crux of the deal that they're not telling people. And I feel horrible that there are going to be like the little 14 year old girl killed on the bike when the bomb goes off. And right. there are going to be innocent. the the, soldiers who just were sent there doing their job, the order followers, and now they're getting beat up and calling their parents in Russia saying, yeah, tell okay. Vladimir to stop. Okay, These so guys are
0: going to kill me. Quick question. Is this NATO shelling of uh, Russians, or is this Ukrainian shelling? At Le- at, no, at, Le- at Leninsk and Donbass,
1: the two areas that he annexed Annex- the day before the peace before this peacekeeping mission had to start right uh uh those people have been they call them separatists. they have been cornered against the russian border okay for in in don Ask, the city and the lennox they are people from all over ukraine who have been forced there okay to to people that lived in that city and they're russian and uh okay and technically, part of the area in the Minsk agreement, The you, your question was, were the troops? Yes, the Ukrainian army has encroached 150 kilometers in okay. on this uh, DMZ line. There's like, you know, like they have in North and South Korea.
0: Right. There's been in a, 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 right. a the, DMZ. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah there's been a a, a a no-go zone there. And this is what Putin is doing is breaking that and said, fine, you don't want to hold your agreement. With Right. Uh, OK. With, so he's going to take the whole country.
0: OK, well, that explains a lot right. because the mass media is only speaking in terms of this is a Russian invasion of Ukraine. You're lying. Yeah, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So thanks. For, thanks for that explanation. That's
1: very good because and the swift the swift thing they're talking. All they've done, all boot, all Biden has done is put sanctions against the American people. Man, this is in their plan. I was listening to some good guys last night until three in the morning. I think one was in Japan and one was uh, but uh, one has lived there. But economically. Putin and China uh, Have destroyed America they want to see how Weak we are if they can drive oil up See Trump kept the oil down And they didn't they weren't making money They're making all kinds of money now and if they Take them out of this swift thing It was described I saw where it was described As that it is email for banks how they Do the electronic ones and zeros Of the Federal Reserve notes that's all Manipulated all around the world Gold silver oil Uh and Putin is manipulating it in such a way to destroy the petrodollar. Oh, wow. Because okay. they were saying basically Saudi Arabia is on welfare. The petrodollar keeps the Saudis. Right. In, uh, and I know a, a bit, I'm not no like scholar on this stuff, but I follow, I know what, who OPEC is and 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 the petrodollar story. And I know all these stories. So when I listen to different people, I can make a pretty good informed decision that, that, that they are pretty much in their grounds because everyone hates America. We're the great Satan, you know. And uh, uh we're going to okay. maybe get what we
0: deserve. All right. With, so, with uh, Okay, uh Jeffrey uh in the chat room says the Russians are taking out the US bio labs. Yes, that's, that's another story that they that's okay. another story too that there may be is this is uh, they're making covid? There. Is this gain-of-function labs for for Fauci? Uh, Well, and they're crying about Chernobyl, too. Right.
1: They're crying about Chernobyl, but the Russians took Chernobyl because – uh, why do they want to have a war with Ukraine? And then uh, Ukrainian rebels could go up there to Chernobyl and make a dirty bomb and take it to Moscow.
0: Right. Yeah. Or just blow it up. So up again. And they, don't, they
1: don't tell <laughs> yeah. that they don't tell the uninformed people, you know, even this kid on this bunker 530 that's got 78. He's like, I'd like someone to write in the chat what the big deal is about Chernobyl. Right. I don't know what the big deal <laughs> about Chernobyl is either. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. You don't want a bomb hitting. You don't want a bomb hitting it either during the war. They probably set up some freaking uh, missile defense there. Well, who knows? On it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I'm sure they did. They don't want a bomb to come in there and hit that. And and then at the UN, they were complaining that they drove through there and they because they're a bunch of environmental heads. The Russian soldiers drove through the. The yes. the nuclear zone and disturb the soil. Oh boy! And so they've made dust, and Russia has made du- nuclear dust in the air because they drove their tanks through there.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's not that shouldn't be as bad as bombs, you know, and, and tanks by the Ukrainians. Okay, so that's very interesting that the Ukrainians have actually entered the demilitarized zone, and Western Jewish media is proclaiming that it's a Russian assault on Ukraine. That's. That's how mass media
1: has. It is it.
0: assault.
1: I mean, they just hit them with a. They just hit a skyscraper with a uh, cruise missile. They probably think the president's in that in that oh, okay. skyscraper. They've probably been watching them and they just okay. and I saw I saw a pretty cool video where two guys were there and a cruise missile went over that. Boy, that'd be something you're oh, out man. man. Yeah. Down and you see like a cruise missile go over at low. You yeah.
0: be like, oh my god, sparks are flying, right? So yeah. w- to me, what it's really about is is the uh, the Bidens are, are staging this war. And, oh yes and, Back yeah. back to that. that, that yeah.
1: And I think this is Russia. This is my. Opinion. I think they're going in there because they, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are just the tip of the iceberg. These right. are the front men. These are the front men. For all the scumbags that are there, and Putin's probably going to go in there and, and wants every single one of them killed or removed or get the hell out of the country.
0: Yeah, and he's going to
1: put in his own people. Okay, well, yeah, because the and bu- they don't. Uh, what are they going to? The wokeism. They don't want to let uh, the NGOs bring in all the refugees from Africa. Okay, right? sure. Poland, Poland pretends Poland's like, oh, we're going to let in the the women and children and. And, uh, you what? know, but Poland's been letting no one in.
0: Exactly. Yeah. What are they
1: going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to let their neighbor Ukraine get in the UN or the uh, yeah, NATO. Ukraine the, and then, and then let, yeah. To and then they'll let all the, they'll let all the blacks from Africa in there. Okay. Yeah. And Putin's saying no? Yeah. They, I saw a bunch of memes with like gays all over tanks and the tanks are red, white, and blue and it says, the british army is on their way uh, or it says it says the uh, it, there was a, i saw another one it was a pink tank oh, and it goodness. said russian it was a russian tank and then a pink tank and it said the american army uh, i mean right. this is what you know Yeah, and, and this is what people think of our uh, propaganda uh, bombs <laughs> yeah.
0: that's crazy yeah 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 so Okay, so uh, so there are literal shots being exchanged between the Russians and the Ukrainians from, uh, you know, but uh, the whole… They have a militia. They have a militia. Any
1: men of fighting age or right. if you come down there to the square and say, hey, we're going to fight for Ukraine, they give you a, they give okay. you a little bit of body armor, AK, and yeah. a few magazines. Any pay?
0: Because if it's an army, they got to get paid. For your, <laughs> right? for your homeland. Okay. So it's volunteer. It's a militia. They're volunteering. Yeah, it's a militia. But I don't think
1: I want to fight the Russian army. Oh, I man. Think
0: I'm... Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's basically the banker-controlled state of Ukraine and NATO-controlled state of Ukraine against Russia, which – and the eastern – I'm sorry, the western bloc really depends upon Russia for its oil. I think. Uh, hey, they're saying our food, pastoral. We gotta pray. I mean, I have little
1: children and they're saying the grain that that thirty percent of the grain we get come from there. Really? And then
0: also from from yeah, Russia. the
1: well, brat from Ukraine. Ukraine is considered the brat, and so there'll okay. be no planting. Spring is coming next month. If it's a war zone, who's going to be out there on their tractor plowing the fields?
0: Right. I didn't know we imported Uh, that much grain. I thought uh, America was self-sufficient with grain. (laughs) Yeah, it was a big deal.
1: I remember when I was a kid, didn't we? we Yeah, uh, we were exporting embargo to the world. It was Jimmy Carter who put the embargo on the Russians, and we had they used to brag on the news that America had three years of grain. So we can embargo Russia. We don't have that anymore.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Thanks. We have Walmart.
0: Thanks have to Walmart. Biden or or, or Trump. Did, did, did we lose that grain during your Trump years? Thanks
1: to, thanks to the whole scumbaggery that America has became. Right. Okay. That yeah. W- when Jimmy Carter, when I was a kid, they they had the famous uh, embargo over the. I think it was the Olympics. It was over uh, Russia invading Afghanistan. Okay. <laughs> so we boycott, and then. Russia was there for, uh, I talked to a Russian attorney, he's in St. Petersburg, and I haven't talked to him since this is all going on, but I've talked to him a little bit via translator, and he's my age, and he was in the wars in Afghanistan, and he's very much against the wars, and probably the right. aggression in Ukraine, but I think they would probably still take the position that they would want Russia to... Yeah. yeah. Retain as their homeland and not be involved with NATO. It's their right. It's
0: you know. well, uh, NATO is part of the Rothschild New World Order, you know, the uh, great reset, right? And uh, they're Putin and Russia are not having a part of that.
1: They try to say Putin is like part of the plan. And I've heard that, that Putin's part of the plan. It's like saying Hitler was a Jew and uh, right. you know, they okay. try to have these conspiracies that somehow put, I don't think so. I think Putin is going to just do whatever's the best for his country. Right. And, uh, and they give him the tap, the uh, endorsement in China at the Olympics that we got your back. And I, I saw a meme with Putin and uh, who's the, uh, who's the uh, leader of China? Oh, uh, uh, Zheng
0: I forget what his name is. Yang. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Jing Yang Yang uh, <laughs> what's his
0: name? Ho, Chi <laughs> Ho Chi Minh. Ho Chi Minh. Ho Chi, Chow, Ho Chi Minh. Chow and Lai, Ho, Right. What's his, what's his name? I what don't is know. the guy's uh,
1: name? Uh, 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 in I don't
0: care. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Somebody in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. it
1: was him. Gigi Ping or well, something. G something like that. <laughs> Gigi. <laughs> well it has him and it says and it's a meme of him and Putin and and un, by Putin it says I'm heading west and by him it says I'm heading east. Okay, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're well, gonna yeah. be heading for
1: Taiwan.
0: Taiwan, yeah.
1: Can you I don't think Ukraine will I don't think Ukraine will be anything of China tries to go into Taiwan. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's
0: incredible if they do. Does Obviously, China, NATO is weapons, in favor of it. I
1: meant to look that up.
0: Yeah, NATO in favor to... of China attacking Taiwan. America should not be. They are. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Because We talked
1: about this before on a previous show, that, that I like the Taiwan tools. You used to get some that were really terrible, like the Chinese ones, right. or every once in a while you get uh, – I oh, used yeah. to buy tools off the Mac of Tool Truck, and and, <laughs> and I still have a lot of tools. And uh, Taiwan has a lot of American manufacturing, uh,
0: just like uh, Japan. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a yeah. free enterprise country,
1: unlike China. Yeah, Japan makes some quality stuff. You know, you look it's at the uh, Japanese cars, the the Toyota that right? they make them in America now, but. the 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 Toyotas that were <laughs> right. you know, used to come from Japan or yeah, pretty quality yeah, for uh, sure
0: yeah for for a couple of so I think it'll be bloody
1: now. they try it'll be bloody a lot of people will die because I don't think oh, Taiwan man. is going to well
0: that will start World yeah. War three so right now the uh, Ukraine Russia fiasco I'm not I don't know if I want to call it a war just yet this fiasco uh, is obviously nato and the
1: uh, i think it's a the war West. they're
0: making war upon their
1: neighbor but it's kind of like having a red-headed stepchild or you got to correct your child or something and that's what this is this is a correction in right well uh, I, I heard people say "Oh, okay. people are really misled i really hear a lot of crying hearts for that well, because Ukraine media. and Russian super evil.
0: Well, Maspiya is saying a it's the Russian Trump invasion. And, They're not talking about yeah, the let's DMZ. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Are they saying and that, Brandon? In Ukraine?
1: <laughs> Brandon and his boy are the ones behind uh, these oil deals and and changing the government. They wanted the, a prosecutor arrested. They show that clip all the time of Biden saying, "Oh, I, yeah, I told him we weren't gonna we weren't gonna give Ukraine." like 1.4 billion dollars in aid so right. we give we've gave that's them like billions of dollars in aid and they're on
0: the other side of the freaking world from us right yeah so that they wouldn't prosecute the hunter right that's a yeah it's a total scandal. Mass media has never covered that, even though the video has been out for years. Right. It's, it's, it's really incredible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I saw
1: people showing it on YouTube and different okay. people that talk about the news Yeah. and the war and what is their connection to it. And and I think Putin, Russia is just going to come in there and clean all the scumbags out. And they're going to put people that are like in the Donbass and the Lunasque people who are like traditional Russian people. We talk about culture. The uh, third position. The Cancel third position culture, right. race. Mm-hmm. It yeah. talks about race nationalism. Uh, Russia wants a nationalist country there. That's right. nationalist to no Russia, and they don't mess around. You know, no. the cry I think I talked about this before. There was Crimean terrorist, really? that like took over. Took over. You could look this up. They took over a uh, an opera theater. Where there was like a show going on, and everybody comes out in your nice, in your nice, ritzy clothes, and, right? and you go to the opera. The Chechen terrorists came in and took it over and took like 150 people hostage. Wow. Wow. And they told Putin, and they told Putin, we're going to kill all these people unless you make Chechnya an independent republic. Okay. Wow. Well, he sent in the spitz knots and they killed about half the hostages and killed every single one of the terrorists. Wow. How many in, hostages?
0: In, yeah, they don't mess around.
1: Yeah, right. I think like 25 hostages. I don't know. You have to look it up. Maybe 50. A bunch of people that were in there died oh, and, they, they, and there was like 12 or 14 terrorists and they killed every single one of them. Yeah, they don't treat
0: lesbians well either in Russia. <laughs> the Russian government <laughs> will not tolerate that, right? Yeah, that's and, crazy. And I heard, I heard forty percent,
1: forty percent of the Russian army is Muslim. Really? Wow. Yes, well, they, and I guess so they were saying, paid. could there be a mutiny? Yeah, I doubt. And they then could I a also mutant. heard Iran... I heard Iran. They're not messing with Iran. Is the elephant in the room that that you take away? Swift on Russia. What sanctions are you going to put? Are are this is Iran? Uh, Israel's really right now afraid of Iran because they've put every sanction in the world on them, and they still go out and do stuff. And they killed uh, Trump. Killed Sadamadi or whatever that guy, and took credit for it. You know, and they just killed like a. Another person, uh, an Al Baghdadi character or something right. from the uh, from their uh, okay, so from their uh, boogie band, yeah. So there's a broad war just just well. It's been everywhere. said, yeah. it's been said that uh, it's been said that the Russian army, the forty percent Muslims, could join up with the Iranian army, and this is uh, for the Battle of Gog and Magog Armageddon, and it. I heard a report that uh, Iran. No one's messing with Iran right now because they have drones with dirty bombs, and they're flying them around. Right. Yeah. No. Hey, uh, shoot! Shoot this drone. And they're like flying the drones over like Israel, maybe.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. And Israel's not saying anything. Right. Huh? We'll see what happens uh, with that. Yeah. You know, if, if the Israelis uh, start, try to launch a war over there, okay, they've been watching. That's like to. World War Three stuff oh, for because sure. they
1: have the uh, Samson. They have the Samson option thing to blow everybody up. We'll just take. We'll just turn the Monopoly board, yeah. the Risk game, upside down because we're losers.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, very interesting. Okay, so we have about ten minutes left. For this part of the show, let me ask you, what's uh, what's the COVID situation like in Missouri? Because uh, just the whole world now is lifting all I the mandates. The,
1: I went to the lumber yard a week ago. I went there tonight. I was looking for a, okay. a, a piece. I made, and they took down the plas- plexiglass deal. Right. Okay. The, Very good. Little spit shield. They took that down. That's nice. But people were still social distancing and wearing masks. But that Eric Schmidt. Uh, That's running for Missouri for U.S. Senate. I don't think he'll get it. Uh, We've had a lot of failure attorney generals here, like uh, Chris Coster and different different ones and stuff that ran for governor and different things they didn't get. But
0: what was the question? Well, what's COVID like uh, in Missouri? Because uh, oh, the COVID.
1: he does the mask. He sued the. He sued the he sued Biden administration on the mask mandate so we never had a mask mandate here oh, in Missouri fantastic. and it's pretty i think people i think people are afraid of getting sick because we i know some people and they go pick up their their groceries from Walmart we still go shopping with the kids and go because we want that interaction i mean we want to we're not like Amish or hermits and he's like afraid to have contact with that maybe we'll catch something. So it has caused paranoia. I think, although
0: right.
1: I, I, you know, I fear, you know, but we're not supposed to fear anything as Christians. Sure. And, sure. and, um, so I would say it's, a uh, the truth is out. Yeah. The libertarian party, the cause, none of these people are arguing for except the Democrats. If you looked up the Democrats, they've got some homosexuals running for, for, uh, yeah,
0: whatever uh, Missouri
1: yeah. seats. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You yeah. know they're
0: pro-abortion and evil, right? For for sure. Yeah. So well, I got out of Chicago just in time, just before the vaccine passport went into effect by by the mayor there. You know that, that bug-eyed, <laughs> that bug-eyed mayor that we have. And uh, but uh, yes. uh but uh, Denmark, uh, virtually all the European nations now have lifted all mandates. Including Britain and Denmark and Saskatchewan and Alberta, so I think the only just Quebec and uh, the, the leader of uh, Canada, uh, Justin Castro Trudeau, right? Is, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, so the world is uh, even Australia has. Suspended. He's going to be forever hated. Oh yeah, Justin. Oh yeah. He got his he got his place in history
1: if if we get yeah. anything anyone listening we have to remember this about Trudeau cuz I always wondered how do people like him so much and he is such a status and he's such a democrat he would be a democrat here in America. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's earned his place in history as a tyrant. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless yeah. who his father is or whatever, he's a scumbag and and for uh, sure. and The whole world's seen it, and there's a trucker convoy heading for Washington. Yeah, that's going to be You know, some people said, you asked about COVID. I heard a question on a chat that they were saying, do you think they're doing the war in Ukraine as a distraction from COVID? Uh, No, I don't think so. Okay. Just like the story of the labs. I think the labs are probably making, you know, smallpox or who knows whatever. They're some kind of poison stuff they're doing there, like where this COVID came from in China. They're probably doing that stuff all over. Russia probably doing their own thing, but Russia probably has enough common sense. It might be in Siberia or something, not in Ukraine where the breadbasket of Russia is, you know, first Russia, first mother Russia, and then the rest of the world, you know, they, and Russia going to have enough food to feed their people. They don't have the population we have. I, right. They said they have an economy of about Mexico. Uh, yeah. So yeah. NATO needs to back off.
0: Okay, yeah, that's that's what needs so people to happen. Should leave the country so they don't get killed. I would say the yeah. best. And and NATO's, you know, NATO's in bed with the Bidens, right? No doubt about that. So uh, with the with the with the Nazis. He well, said
1: Putin said he was going in there to denazify. <laughs> I know all the people that listen to this show and how we hate that we know the word yeah. Nazi and the connotation, and it's been used on us as a, well, a that, weapon because are,
0: we're white. People. Those are fake Nazis. <laughs> Remember, they're fe- Yes, I mean, they're, they're communists. communists. Yeah, that's right, they're, they're communists. We're communist
1: flying socialism in Ukraine. Well, yeah. Doc Waterman and, and I we were too covered blind that.
0: To see it. We covered that when uh, the the last regime was overthrown. It was all Jewish. Uh, an operation, the Israeli Defense Force had their guys wearing Nazi armbands and they were executing Ukrainians that's what was actually going on you know when this current regime took over, right? So they, in 2014, yeah. yeah,
1: and they were gaoling people, and they didn't have fair elections. So right, it's you know, and now they're now they're grabbing Russian soldiers and beating them up and making them call their mother.
0: <laughs> that i, mean, I how bet how that was staged. That? I'll bet that was staged.
1: No, okay. the guy, the videos on the Funker Five Three, uh, and oh really? The, the guys, he's clubbed in the head. Oh boy, okay, they were really beating him, huh? yes they beat the crap out of the guy and then they called his mom and they're saying and they're doing russia's not going to stop because of that but it's horrible that they would call this kid's mom and i saw another one where they were making some kid and he had a scratch and he looked like he'd been socked and and they were uh he was saying you know so this uh, you know they're saying who does war crimes who's doing immoral things or whatever he told him he said those people need to lay down their weapons and give us the country. You know, And I, if they're not going to do that, they're going to get killed.
0: I, I'm going to give you a, a platform stance that you can take. Get rid of Justin okay. Trudeau. <laughs> right. What's that? Get rid of Justin Trudeau, yeah. right? Get rid of, get rid of him. You know, America should get rid of him, right? And the state of Missouri should send troops and get rid of Justin Trudeau. Right, send troops. Okay, I
1: get it. Yeah, we should. That's, we should invade. We should invade Canada yeah, and go. make it more American. <laughs> yeah, make it, make more, it American. more American. Right. Yeah, but no, no. We need the third position. I gotta, you know, where there is a focus. Uh, I mean, Russia has uh, a a dictatorship, pretty much. The guy's been there like twenty seven years, and right. and it's it's more socialist because there was people I saw clip. Saying we don't want the Russian cheese, basically the welfare from the country oh, of Russia. Oh, right? Okay. Uh, so they want they, they see the American cheese. <laughs> they want capitalism. Right.
0: They want capitalism. Really? They want free
1: market. But-
0: yeah. No,
1: but they not... need—they don't know what they need. Those people making those statements are—they yeah. need nationalism. Right. They need like the third position where the government looks out for the people. That's the prime no, directive. They, they
0: don't have that. That's for sure. You know, the uh, the Biden coalition in Ukraine has been robbing the Ukrainian people of you know their energy and making them pay you know all about prices. The... Yeah. You know yep. all about the third position, right? Well, I'm not sure. Uh, you've got about five minutes left. So if you want to explain uh, what the third position That's is. That's where they check out
1: Keith Woods, a young Irishman. He describes it, and and it sounds like a biblical government or a national socialist government, but it's called the third position, oh, and okay. they use ideas from they use ideas from the right and ideas from the left. And the ideas from the left would be, not many, no. but uh, preserving, <laughs> <laughs> preserving the environment and being fiscally, yeah, yeah. Sa- fiscally safe. Okay. Those yeah. would be, those would be the true, uh,
0: right. and
1: really that's what, they, you know, what, what anybody wants. And then the, uh, well, the, the Germans, the, they the, take the ideas of family, yeah. from the Republican ideas, the uh, capitalist right. ideas okay. of, uh, you know, of, uh, well, I don't. Yeah, family wouldn't so be a concerned. capitalist idea.
0: But oh, uh, oh, for sure. It's no, very well, yeah. yeah no, well, I, I, a, you're using capitalist. Uh, I think in the in the wrong sense. It is uh, the American yeah. system is capitalism, and America is pro-family. Okay, but the left, what they call a family, yeah. is anybody, any five or six or a hundred people living in the same place, right? Well, <laughs> and not call paying rent.
1: We're going to call our
0: yeah, me and my dog,
1: or a family. Right, there you, you know. go. Me and yeah. my, me and my, yeah, uh, hamster.
0: So are, it's a are, kind of a rational position. You know, the you know the, the left is all about the environment. You know, so yeah, we don't oppose. You I'm going to resend that. you that. It's, okay. I'm
1: going to resend you Keith Woods' third position, and I'd really okay. like you to yeah uh, we talk should maybe about talk that about that another time. Uh, yeah. The, the, yeah, the 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 great discussion. And uh, the nationalism is, uh, is I think, a big part of what's going on in Russia because they've right. just got a bunch of people that want to sell out something. That's and they say, oh, the British Empire can't reclaim India as its. No, they can't. India wouldn't allow it, and India's not that close to England. Yeah, uh, England is no longer the uh, the sun doesn't set upon their. You know, the sun never set up on the English, uh, the British Empire. Right. Was this that the sun never, you know, and that's not true today. But Russia sure as hell still borders with Ukraine. Yeah. And there's a bunch of Russian
0: people that live there. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's an yeah. ethnic hodgepodge between the Ukrainians and the Russians. And uh, the ones who want to live in Russia should be allowed to live in Russia. Right. Yeah. The listeners, the listeners, I would
1: encourage you to go to. Uh, Russell, Texas Bentley. Okay. On uh, YouTube. I'll send him a message. You want to have him on and maybe you could, I know he's been on Jeff rents years ago. That's how I found out about him Uh and he's doing a humanitarian aid and the trolls were trying to say that he was misusing the money or a CIA or something like that. He's not. He has, uh, he goes out and gives food and clothes to children and orphanages and families. And he accounts for all the money. He's even put it up on a video. He got like $52,000 last year. And right. the guy spent like 800 or something on fuel and he's doing a humanitarian aid. He became a orthodox, Yeah, okay. he's an orthodox Christian, but Russell, yeah. Russell, Texas Bentley, and he's on YouTube. And if you're on VK, Russian VK, he's on there. He's got like 6,000 friends okay. and, and you, and that YouTube channel goes way back and he documents a lot of this stuff. That's the war crimes that have went on against the Russian people.
0: Right. So, okay. Very good. uh, Yeah. By the new world order. Absolutely. Okay. All right, Daryl. Well, good luck with your campaign. Peace and blessings. Thank you for having me. Uh, Prayers,
1: prayers for those who are
0: under war
1: and and,
0: uh, the prisoners. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Daryl. Take care. And and Yahweh bless. All right. Yeah. okay thank you take care bye-bye all right folks uh that's uh, uh the latest from daryl which uh it stunned me when i talked to him uh earlier today that he's actually running for the senate in the state of missouri so uh well nobody better <laughs> there's no doubt about that folks there's nobody better than him to run for the senate okay in the state of missouri absolutely no doubt about that okay so and uh as i said earlier we're trying a new broadcasting system Uh, we're dropping uh, but which is uh, broadcast using this tool and although i'm using it as a backup just in case so uh, i'm i'm going to proceed with part two which is a continuation of the 14th amendment study that we spent uh, i think four weeks on the last four weeks on the 14th amendment and how it's has destroyed the u.s constitution and I just wanted to do one more item on the legality of the 14th Amendment. And so I'm going to copy this and put this in the chat room. And this is Civil Liberties. And uh, you know, not that uh, it, it probably won't be wise to bring up the 14th Amendment in a senatorial campaign in the state of Missouri, but uh, this article is by Congressman Rarick. And the uh, remarks that he made, in the uh, they're in the congressional record. Let me see if I can find the date. It, it is from uh, the American Patriot Network. And he's a member of the House of Representatives. And this is dated June 13th, 1967, and uh, H7161. The title is the 14th Amendment, Equal Protection Law or Tool of Usurpation. Okay, and this is what he has to say. First, there's a parenthetical remark here. Mr. Rarick, at the request of Mr. Pryor, was granted permission to extend his remarks at this point in the record and to include extraneous matter. Mr. Rarick speaking now. Mr. Speaker, arrogantly ignoring clear-cut expressions in the Constitution of the United States, the declared intent of its drafters notwithstanding our unelected federal judges read out prohibitions of the Constitution of the United States by adopting the fuzzy haze of the 14th Amendment to legislate their personal ideas, prejudices, theories, guilt complexes, aims, and whims. Again, this is the 1960s, 1967, the, uh, the Pandora's box of uh, evil. And uh, drugs, LSD, sex, drugs, rock and roll, abortion, all the, uh, Pandora's box was opened up in the 1960s during the Vietnam War, and that was all intentional by the Rothschilds. Through the cooperation of intellectual educators, we have subjected ourselves to accept destructive use and meaning of words and phrases. Okay, very good choice of words here. We have subjected ourselves to accept destructive use and meaning of words and phrases. And that's what the 14th Amendment is. It is a a, a tremendous, a tremendous boondoggle that has been, been foisted on the American people. Continuing here, we blindly accept new meanings and changed values to alter our traditional thoughts. We have tolerantly permitted the habitual misuse of words to serve as a vehicle to abandon our foundations and goals. Thus, the present use and expansion of the 14th Amendment is a sham, serving as a crutch and a hoodwink to precipitate a quasi-legal approach for overthrow of the tender balances and protections of limitation found in the Constitution. Now, of course... By this time, thanks to Roosevelt, FDR, and Truman, and virtually every other president since. But uh, by his time, I'm not sure how much uh, Kennedy added to the federal size of government, the size of federal government, but virtually every president, you know, before this uh, speech here had increased the size of government tremendously and it's uh, multiplied. Even more, especially when Carter got in, he multiplied the size of government even more, way beyond the Constitution allows. Okay, but the average American has no inkling of this. They simply accept the government we have and they obey orders. Okay, but interestingly enough, the 14th Amendment, whether ratified or not, was but the expression of emotional outpouring of public sentiment following the war between our states. Its obvious purpose and intent was but to free human beings from ownership as chattel by other humans. Its aim was no more than to free the slaves. Well, I would say no. The deceptive wording was to deprive white people of their citizenship, okay, and make us second-class citizens on a par with blacks. Continuing. As our politically appointed federal judiciary proceeds down their chosen path of chaotic departure from the people's government by substituting their personal law rationalized under the 14th Amendment, their actions and verbiage brand them and their team as secessionists, rebels with pens instead of guns, seeking to destroy our union. Well said. They must be stopped. Public opinion must be aroused. The union must and shall be preserved, Mr. Speaker. Was this 1861 or 1961? (laughs) Okay. Mr. Speaker, I ask to include in the record, following my remarks, House Concurrent Resolution 208 of the Louisiana legislature urging this Congress to declare the 14th Amendment illegal. Whoa. This is 1967, folks. Also, I include in the record an informative and well-annotated treatise on the illegality of the 14th Amendment, the play toy of our secessionist judges, which has been prepared by Judge Lander H. Perez of Louisiana. The material referred to follows. This is House Congressional Resolution 208. That's from the state of Louisiana a concurrent resolution to expose the unconstitutionality of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States, to interpose the sovereignty of the state of Louisiana against the execution of said amendment in this state, to memorialize the Congress of the United States to repeal its joint resolution of July 28, 1868, declaring that said amendment had been ratified and to provide for the distribution of certified copies of this resolution. So Congressman Rarick is serious here. Whereas the purported 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution was never lawfully adopted in accordance with the requirements of the United States Constitution because 11 states of the Union were deprived of their equal suffrage in the Senate in violation of Article 5, when 11 southern states, including Louisiana, were excluded from deliberation and decision in the adoption of the joint resolution proposing said 14th Amendment. Now, of course, this was after the Civil War. Said resolution was not presented to the President of the United States in order that the same should take effect, as required by Article 1, Section 7 of the U.S. Constitution. The proposed amendment was not ratified by three-quarters of the states, but to the contrary, 15 states of the then 37 states of the Union rejected the proposed 14th Amendment between the dates of its submission to the states by the Secretary of State on June 16, 1866, and March 24, 1868, thereby nullifying said resolution and making it impossible for ratification by the constitutionally required three courts of such states. Said Southerns, which were denied their equal suffrage In the Senate had been recognized by proclamations of the President of the United States to have duly constituted governments with all the powers which belong to free states of the Union, and the legislatures of seven said southern states had ratified the 13th Amendment, which would have failed of ratification but for the ratification of said seven southern states, and whereas the Reconstruction Acts of Congress unlawfully overthrew their existing governments, that is correct, removed their lawfully constituted legislatures by military force and replaced them with rump legislatures, which carry out military orders and pretended to ratify the 14th Amendment, and, where well, I'm still reading from the resolution of the Louisiana here, whereas in spite of the fact that the Secretary of State in his first proclamation of July 20, 1868, expressed doubt as to whether three-fourths of the required states had ratified the 14th Amendment, Congress nevertheless adopted a resolution on July 28, 1868, unlawfully declaring that three-fourths of the states had ratified the 14th Amendment and directed the Secretary of State to so proclaim. Said joint resolution of Congress and the resulting proclamation of the Secretary of State included the purported ratifications of the military-enforced RUMP legislatures of 10 southern states whose lawful legislatures had previously rejected the said 14th Amendment and also included purported ratifications by the legislatures of the states of Ohio and New Jersey, although they had withdrawn their legislative ratifications several months previously, all of which proves absolutely that said 14th Amendment was not adopted in accordance with the mandatory constitutional requirements set forth in Article 5 of the Constitution, and therefore the Constitution strikes with nullity the purported 14th Amendment. I had no idea there was so much additional skullduggery involved with the 14th Amendment, so thank you Congressman Rarick. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the legislature of Louisiana, the House of Representatives, and the Senate concurring 1. That the legislature go on record as exposing the unconstitutionality of the 14th Amendment and interposes the sovereignty of the state of Louisiana against the execution of the said 14th Amendment against the state of Louisiana and its people. Number two, that the legislature of Louisiana opposes the use of the invalid 14th Amendment by the federal courts to impose further unlawful edicts and hardships on its people. So the state of Louisiana is trying to uphold the sovereign state citizenship of its people as opposed to 14th Amendment citizenship, which actually denies the the, the white people of the states their right, rightful citizenship. Number three, that the Congress of the United States be memorialized by this legislature to repeal its unlawful joint resolution of July 28, 1868, declaring that three-fourths of the states had ratified the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution. So, I wonder how all that went. It doesn't sound like it went uh, over too well. But in addition to this, of course, we had Ike de Kaik, uh by force of arms integrating the schools in the South. Yeah, by force of arms, just like Reconstruction was done by force of arms. So Reconstruction, folks, is still going on. It has not not yet stopped. Okay, continuing, number five, that copies of this resolution duly certified together with a copy of the treatise on the Unconstitutionality of the 14th Amendment by Judge L.H. Perez be forwarded to the governors and secretaries of state of each state in the Union and to the secretaries of the United States Senate and House of Congress and to the Louisiana Congressional Delegation a copy hereof to be published in the congressional record. Of course, I had never heard anything about this action by Congressman Rarick until I found this on the Internet <laughs> very recently, maybe about four months ago. So continuing here. Okay, so Vale M. Deloney, Speaker of the House of Representatives, C.C. C. Acock, Lieutenant Governor and President of the Senate. The 14th Amendment is unconstitutional. The purported 14th Amendment to the United States is and should be held to be ineffective, invalid, null, void, and unconstitutional for the following reasons. 1. The joint resolution proposing said amendment was not submitted to or adopted by a constitutional Congress, Article 1, Section 3, and Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution. The joint resolution was not submitted to the President for his approval, Article one, Section 7. Three, the proposed 14th Amendment was rejected by more than one-fourth of all the states then in the Union, and it was never ratified by three-fourths of all the states in the Union. Article 5 and uh, Section I, if I'm reading this correctly, the unconstitutional Congress, the U- U.S. Constitution provides Article one, Section 3, quote, the Senate of the United States shall be composed of two senators from each state. Article 5 provides, quote, "No state without its consent shall be deprived of its equal suffrage in the Senate," unquote. Certainly that was done with the 14th Amendment. To such deprivation The fact that 23 senators had been unlawfully excluded from the U.S. Senate in order to secure a two-thirds vote for the adoption of the joint resolution proposing the 14th Amendment is shown by resolutions of protest adopted by the following state legislatures. New Jersey legislature by resolution of March 27, 1868 protested as follows. And Of course, New Jersey was in the north, but Reconstruction was going on everywhere. Quote, the said proposed amendment not having yet received the assent of three-fourths of the states, which is necessary to make it valid, the natural and constitutional right of this state to withdraw its assent is undeniable. Unquote. Again, quote, that it being necessary by the Constitution that every amendment to the same should be proposed by two-thirds of both houses of Congress, the authors of said proposition for the purpose of securing the assent of the requisite majority, determined to and did exclude from the said two Houses 80 representatives from 11 states of the Union, upon the pretense that there were no such states in the Union. But finding that two-thirds of the remainder of the said Houses could not be brought to assent to the said proposition, they deliberately formed and carried out the design of mutilating the integrity of the United States Senate And without any pretext or justification, other than the possession of the power, without the right, and in the palpable violation of the Constitution, ejected a member of their own body, representing this state, and thus practically denied to New Jersey its equal suffrage in the Senate, and thereby nominally securing the vote of two-thirds of said houses. Amazing, folks. I had no idea that this happened that a senator from New Jersey was ejected so that he could not vote. Quite amazing. And we think we have a lawful republic these days. And, and of course, we know that the Rothschilds were instrumental in creating the 14th Amendment and hiring their radical abolitionists to write it and impose it. Okay, so let's continue. Number four, the Georgia Legislature. Oh, wait a minute. Nope. Uh, let me. Uh, I think I missed it. Uh, Alabama. One, the Alabama Legislature protested against being deprived of representation in the Senate of the U.S. Congress. Two, the Texas Legislature, by resolution on October 15, 1866, protested as follows Quote, The amendment to the Constitution proposed by this joint resolution as Article 14. Is presented to the legislature of Texas for its action thereon under Article 5 of that Constitution. This Article 5, providing the mode of making amendments to that instrument, contemplates the participation by all the states through representatives in Congress in proposing amendments. As representatives from nearly one third of the states were excluded from the Congress proposing the amendments, the constitutional requirements were not complied with. It was violated in letter and in spirit, and the proposing of these amendments to the states, which were excluded from all participation in their initiation in Congress, is a nullity. Three, the Arkansas legislature, by resolution on December 17, 1866, p- protested as follows, and I quote, The Constitution authorized two-thirds of both houses of Congress to propose amendments, And as 11 states were excluded from deliberation and decision upon the one now submitted, the conclusion is inevitable that it is not proposed by legal authority, but in palpable violation of the Constitution. Unquote. It's, ladies and gentlemen, it's quite astounding that the government actually still acts according to de facto facto ruling, because it's not law. This de facto creation of a fake law that we're being forced to live under. It's quite astounding. Okay, number four. The Georgia legislature, by resolution on November 9, 1866, protested as follows, and I quote, Since the organization of the state government, Georgia has elected senators and representatives. So has every other state. They have been arbitrarily refused admission to their seats, not on the ground that the qualifications of the members elected did not conform to the fourth paragraph, second section, first article of the Constitution, but because their right of representation was denied by a portion of the states having equal but not greater rights than themselves." They have in fact been forcibly excluded, and inasmuch as all legislative power granted by the states to the Congress is defined, and this power of exclusion is not among the powers expressly or by implication, the assemblage at the Capitol of representatives from a portion of the states to the exclusion of the representatives of another portion cannot be a constitutional Congress when the representation of each state forms an integral part of the whole. So the question now is, how many other amendments did this fake Congress pass? How many more? Continuing, this amendment is tendered to Georgia for ratification. Under that power in the Constitution, which authorizes two-thirds of the Congress to propose amendments, We have endeavored to establish that Georgia had a right in the first place, as a part of the Congress, to act upon the question, quote, shall these amendments be proposed? Every other excluded state had the same right. The first constitutional privilege has been arbitrarily denied. Had these amendments been submitted to a constitutional Congress, they would never have been proposed to the states. Two-thirds of the whole Congress never would have proposed to 11 states voluntarily to reduce their politic po- political power in the Union, and at the same time disenfranchise the larger portion of the intellect, integrity, and patriotism of 11 co-equal states, not to mention the people living in those states. Number five. The Florida legislature, by resolution of December fifth, 1866, protested as follows. Quote, Let this alteration be made in the organic system and some new and more startling demands may or may not be required by the predominant party of previous to allowing the ten states now unlawfully and unconstitutionally deprived of their right of representation is guaranteed by the constitution of this country and there is no act not even that of rebellion can deprive them. Now that's very interesting. Now all we hear about as far as the Creation of the Civil War was that the Democrats of the Southern states walked out of Congress and did not vote. So, that, should they have stayed in position to vote against the war? Well, my position is that they should have. There was no reason for them to walk out. That was cutting their own throat. And, but the, the candidate was Douglas, which the southern states did not want. <laughs> so I think the southern states felt well do, uh, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, but they should not have walked out. But nevertheless, there was uh, you know, any votes taken subsequent to that did not have uh, they, they should have allowed those states to get other representatives before going to war. That's my personal opinion. Okay, number 5. The Florida Legislature by resolution of December 5, 1866 protested as follows, quote: Let this alteration be made in the organic system and some new and more startling demands may or may not be required by the predominant party previous to allowing the 10 states now unlawfully and unconstitutionally deprived of their rights of representation is guaranteed by the Constitution of this country and there is no act, not even that of rebellion, that can deprive them. I guess I read that already, but Florida. Now South Carolina. The South Carolina legislature by resolution of November 27, 1866, protested as follows, and I quote, 11 of the southern states, including South Carolina, are deprived of their representation in Congress. Although their senators and representatives have been duly elected and have presented themselves for the purpose of taking their seats, their credentials have, in most instances, been laid upon the table without being read or have been referred to a committee who have failed to make any report on the subject. In short, Congress has refused to exercise its constitutional functions and decide either upon the election, the return, or other qualification of these selected by the states and people to represent us. Some of the senators and representatives from the southern states were prepared to take their test, the, taste, the test oath. But even these have been persistently ignored and kept out of the seats to which they were entitled under the Constitution and laws. Hence, this amendment has not been proposed by two-thirds of both houses of a legally constituted Congress and is not, constitutionally or legitimately, before a single legislature for ratification. Very good. Now, North Carolina. The North Carolina legislature protested by resolution of December 6, 1866 as follows. The federal Constitution declares in substance that the Congress shall consist of a House of Representatives composed of members apportioned among the respective states in the ratio of their population and of a Senate composed of two members from each state. And in the article which concerns amendments, it is expressly provided that no state without its consent shall be deprived of its equal suffrage in the Senate, unquote. The contemplated amendment was not proposed to the states by a Congress thus constituted. At the time of its adoption, the 11 seceding states were deprived of representation both in the Senate and the House, although they all, except the state of Texas, had senators and representatives duly elected and claiming their privileges under the Constitution. In consequence of this, these states had no voice on the important question of proposing the amendment. Had they been allowed to give their votes, the proposition would doubtless have failed to command the required two-thirds majority. So I'm wondering as I'm reading this whether or not the Reconstruction Act had officially ended by 1866. I did not have a chance to check that out. That would be interesting to find out because I do know for sure that Johnson would not have signed such a bill. Okay, but actually, what's being presented here is that the president did not sign it. Apparently, the Secretary of State signed it, which is also unconstitutional, had no authority to do that, and there never was a two-thirds or three-quarters majority as provided for amendments. If the votes of these states are necessary to valid ratifi- a valid ratification of the amendment, They were equally necessary on the question of proposing it to the states, for it would be difficult in the opinion of the committee to show by what process in logic men of intelligence could arrive at a different conclusion, unquote. Well, because this was railroaded. This was a railroad job by the Rothschilds. And because they were probably threatening force. But they probably didn't need to threaten force at this point because the southern states were so weak. Eight, joint resolution ineffective. I think this is uh, okay, I guess the states have had their say. Article one, section seven, provides that not only every bill which have which has been passed by the House of Representatives and the Senate of the United States Congress, but that quote every order, resolution, or vote to which the concurrence of the Senate and the House of Representatives may be necessary, except on a question of adjournment, shall be presented to the President of the United States, and before the same shall take effect, shall be approved by him, or being disapproved by him, shall be repassed by two-thirds of the Senate and House of Representatives, according to the rules and limitations prescribed in the case of a bill, unquote. The joint resolution proposing the 14th Amendment was never presented to the President of the United States for his approval. Okay, and uh, it was Andrew Johnson. That answers my question. As President Andrew Johnson stated in his message on June 22, 1866. Therefore, the joint resolution did not take effect. And Andrew Johnson would not have signed it in any case. Remember, the radical abolitionists tried to impeach him, to get rid of him. And that failed by one vote. All right, Section 3. Proposed amendment never ratified by three-fourths of the states. Part 1. Pretermitting... The ineffectiveness of said resolution, as above, 15 states out of then 37 states of the Union rejected the proposed 14th Amendment between the date of its submission by the states of the Secretary of State on June 16, 1866 and March 24, 1868 thereby further nullifying said resolution and making it impossible for its ratification by the constitutionally required three-fourths of such states, as shown by the rejections thereof by the legislatures of the following states. So it's quite amazing, folks, that such a travesty could go on and the country simply doesn't notice (laughs) that the, the stink, the stench of this 14th Amendment fraud should still be reeking from hell and everybody should know about it. But, of course, the powers that be have quietly buried the fact that the 14th Amendment is entirely fraudulent and they've also buried the fact that the original 13th Amendment, which was a prohibition against... uh, the title Esquire, namely that uh, lawyers who retain titles of nobility, such as Esquire, could not run for office. (laughs) Okay, that one just simply disappeared into the memory hole. So what happened right after the Civil War was simply incredible. Simply incredible. So under Section 1 here, Recapitulating, Texas rejected the 14th Amendment on October 27th, 1866. Georgia rejected the 14th Amendment on November 9, 1866. Florida rejected the 14th Amendment on December 6, 1866. Alabama rejected the 14th Amendment on December 7th, 1866. Arkansas, December 17th, 1866. North Carolina, also December 17th. South Carolina, December 20th. Kentucky, January 8th, 1867. Virginia, January 9th, 1867. Louisiana, February 6th, 1867. Delaware, that's a northern state, folks. February 7th. Maryland, also a northern state. March 23rd, Mississippi, January 31st, 1867. That one's out of chronological order. And Ohio, also a northern state, rejected the 14th Amendment on January 15th, 1868. So there's no way they could possibly have a two-thirds or three-quarter majority under these circumstances. Oh, and then, sorry, New Jersey. (laughs) I forgot about New Jersey. March 24th, 1868. So, folks, wow, this is incredible. That uh, somehow the radical abolitionists, and this was the work of the radical abolitionists, there's absolutely no doubt about it, were able to start pretending that this 14th Amendment was, in fact, ratified when it wasn't. So, continuing... There was no question that all of the southern states which rejected the 14th Amendment had legally constituted governments, were fully recognized by the federal government, and were functioning as member states of the Union at the time of their rejection. President Andrew Johnson, in his veto message of March 2, 1867, uh, pointed out that, quote, It is not denied that the states in question have each of them an actual government with all the powers, executive, judicial, and legislative, which properly belong to a free state. They are organized like the other states of the Union, and like them, they make, administer, and execute the laws which concern their domestic affairs. If further proof were needed that these states were operating under legally constituted governments as member states in the Union, The ratification of the 13th Amendment by December 8, 1865, undoubtedly supplies this official proof. If the Southern states were not members of the states of the Union, the 13th Amendment would not have been submitted to their legislatures for ratification. And that's the one that simply ended slavery. Two, this is not the original 13th Amendment. That one was uh, memory hold. Two, the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution was proposed by Joint Resolution of Congress and was approved February 1st, 1865 by President Abraham Lincoln as required by Article I, Section 7 of the United States Constitution. The President's signature is affixed to the resolution. The 13th Amendment was ratified by 27 states of the then 36 states of the Union, including the southern states of Virginia... Louisiana, Arkansas, South Carolina, Alabama, North Carolina, and Georgia. Wow. But that simply declared there would be no more slavery. It did not discuss the potential degradation of white people's rights in America as the 14th Amendment did. Continuing. This is shown by the proclamation of the Secretary of State, December 18, 1865. Without the votes of these seven southern state legislatures, the 13th Amendment would have failed. There can be no doubt but that the ratification by the seven southern states of the 13th Amendment again established the fact that their legislatures and state governments were duly and lawfully constituted and functioning as such under their state constitutions. Yet, their votes were not counted for the 14th. Aren't there any lawyers who understand this? Uh, Alive today who understand this? Number three. Furthermore, on April 2, 1866, President Andrew Johnson issued a proclamation that, quote, the insurrection which heretofore existed in the states of Georgia South Carolina, Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi and Florida is at an end and is henceforth to be so regarded." Unquote. So they are now members of the Union. On August 20, 1866, President Andrew Johnson issued another proclamation pointing out the fact that the House of Representatives and Senate had adopted identical resolutions on July 22nd and July 25th, 1861, and that the Civil War forced by disunionists, and it wasn't just disunionists of the South, there were disunion- the radical abolitionists, many of them were also disunion- disunionists, So let me restart this again. That the civil war forced by disunionists of the southern states was not waged for the purpose of conquest or to overthrow the rights and established institutions of those states, but to defend and maintain the supremacy of the Constitution and to preserve the Union with all the equality and rights of the several states unimpaired. Let me underline that. With all the equality and rights of the several states unimpaired and that as soon as these objects are accomplished, the war ought to cease. The President's proclamation on April 2, 1866, declared the insurrection in the other southern states except Texas no longer existed. On August 20, 1866, the President proclaimed that the insurrection in the state of Texas had been completely ended, and his proclamation continued, quote, The insurrection which heretofore existed in the state of Texas is at an end and is to be henceforth so regarded in that state as in the other states before named in which the said insurrection was proclaimed to be at an end by the aforesaid proclamation of the second day of April, 1866. And I do further proclaim that said insurrection is at an end and that peace, order, tranquility, and civil authority now exists so to speak, in and throughout the whole of the United States of America. All of these states were back in the Union. Number four. When the state of Louisiana rejected the 14th Amendment on February 6, 1867, making the 10th state to have rejected the same, or more than one-fourth of the total number of 36 states of the Union as of that date, thus leaving less than three-fourths of the states possibly to ratify the same, The amendment failed the ratification in fact and in law and it could not have been revived except by a new joint resolution of the Senate and House of Representatives in accordance with the constitutional requirement. But obviously the Rothschilds could not have such a situation develop. They had to have their 14th Amendment. Number five. Oops, sorry, pop up. Faced with the positive failure of ratification of the 14th Amendment, both Houses of Congress passed over the veto of the President three acts known as the Reconstruction Acts. Okay, that's the timing of the Reconstruction Acts after the failure of the 14th Amendment to be passed properly. Okay, between the dates of March 2nd and July 19th, 1867, especially the third of said acts. Uh, stat P-14, whatever that is, designed illegally to remove with military force. Yeah, this was after the war, after Johnson's over Johnson's veto. Designed illegally to remove with military force the lawfully constituted state legislatures of the 10 southern states of Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. In President Andrew Johnson's veto message on the Reconstruction Act of March 2, 1867, he pointed out these unconstitutionalities. If ever the American citizen should be left to the free exercise of his own judgment, It is when he is engaged in the work of forming the fundamental law under which he is to live. That work is his work, and it cannot be properly taken out of his hands. All this legislation proceeds upon the contrary assumption that the people of these states shall have no constitution except such as may be arbitrarily dictated by Congress and formed under the restraint of military rule. A plain statement of facts makes this evident. So. Johnson vetoed all of this, so how in the world did it get put into, into effect? Continuing. In all these states, there are existing constitutions framed in the accustomed way by the people. Congress, however, declares that these constitutions are not loyal and Republican. Again, this is a minority Congress now, and that's what they have in Canada. They have a minority Congress. I don't know how Justin, they've only got one-third of the vote. I don't know how he got elected. There must have been other parties so that the the candidate who got one-third of the vote became president or whatever they call him up there, prime minister. So that work is his work. It's the work of the citizen. And his vote has been ignored, is what Jonathan is saying. So Congress, however, declares that these constitutions are not, quote-unquote, loyal and Republican and requires the people to form them anew. What, then, in the opinion of Congress, is necessary to make the constitution of a state loyal and Republican? The original act answers this question. It is universal Negro suffrage, a question which the federal constitution leaves exclusively to the states themselves. All this legislative machinery of martial law, military coercion, and political disenfranchisement is avowedly for that purpose and none other. The existing constitutions of the ten states conform to the acknowledged standards of loyalty and republicanism. Indeed, if there are degrees in republican forms of government, their constitutions are more republican now than when these states, four of which were members of the original 13, first became members of the Union. So Johnson is very clear in his opposition to this Reconstruction Act, which could not possibly have been legal either. So who enforced it? Maybe we can find out. In President Andrew Johnson's veto message on the Reconstruction Act on July 19, 1867, he pointed out various unconstitutionalities as follows. Quote, The veto of the original bill of the 2nd of March was based on two distinct grounds. The interference of Congress in matters strictly appertaining to the reserve powers of the states and the establishment of military tribunals for the trial of citizens in time of peace. A singular contradiction is apparent here. Congress declares these local state governments to be illegal governments And then provides that these illegal governments shall be carried on by federal officers who are to perform the very duties on its own officers by this illegal state authority. It certainly would be a novel spectacle if Congress should attempt to carry on an illegal state government by the agency of its own officers. Yeah, to do it in their own states. It is yet more strange that Congress attempts to sustain and carry on an illegal state government by the same federal agency. Remember, this is all from the statement by Congressman Rarick in 1967. This is a very powerful statement. I wonder if all these things were understood at the time. Apparently, they were. They certainly were understood by President Johnson. And they had to be understood even by the radical abolitionists. So where did they get the power to enforce this? How how in the world was this put into effect? He continues it is now too late to say that these ten political communities are not states of this union. Declarations to the contrary made in these three acts are contradicted again and again by repeated acts of legislation enacted by Congress from the year 1861 to the year 1867, and especially the enactment of the 13th Amendment with the consent of ten southern states is absolute proof that this was a duly constituted Session of Congress. So, if they were good enough to pass the 14th uh, the 13th Amendment, then they were good enough to reject the 14th Amendment. Quote: During that period, while these states were in actual rebellion, and after that rebellion was brought to a close, they had been again and again recognized as states of the Union. Representation has been apportioned to them as states. They have been divided into judicial districts for the holding of district and circuit courts of the United States, as states of the Union only can be districted. The last act on this subject was passed July 23, 1866, by which every one of these ten states was arranged into districts and circuits. They have been called upon by Congress to act through their legislatures upon at, at least two amendments to the Constitution of the United States. As states, they have ratified one amendment, which required the vote of 27 states of the 36, then composing the Union. When the requisite 27 votes were given in favor of that amendment, seven of which votes were given by seven of these ten states, it was proclaimed as part of the Constitution of the United States, and slavery was declared to no longer exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. If these seven states were not legal states of the Union, it follows as an inevitable consequence that in some of the states slavery yet exists. It does not exist in these seven states, for they have abolished it also in their state constitutions. But Kentucky not having done so, it would still remain in that state. But in truth, if this assumption that these states have no legal state governments to be be true, then the abolition of slavery by these illegal governments binds no one. For Congress now denies to those states the power to abolish slavery by denying to them the power to elect a legal state legislature. Yeah, those people, the white people of those states have now become slaves with a military occupation. Or to frame a constitution for any purpose, even for such a purpose as the abolition of slavery. These are the words of Johnson. Very good. Continuing. As to the other constitutional amendment having reference to suffrage, it happens that these states have not accepted it. The consequence is that it has never been proclaimed or understood, even by Congress, to be a part of the Constitution of the United States that is suffrage by blacks or by non-whites. The Senate of the United States has repeatedly given its sanction to the appointment of judges, district attorneys, and marshals for every one of these states. Yet, if they are not legal states... Not one of these judges is authorized to hold a court. That's correct. But it's martial law. Who declared martial law? So, too, both houses of Congress have passed appropriation bills to pay all of these judges, attorneys and officers of the United States, for exercising their functions in these states. So they were being paid. Again, in the machinery of the internal revenue laws, all these states are districted, not as territories, but as states. So much for continuous legislative recognition. The instances cited, however, fall far short of all that might be enumerated. Executive recognition, as is well known, has been frequent and unwavering. The same may be said, that is, to the statehood of these southern states the same may be said to as to judicial recognition through the supreme court of the united states to me these considerations are conclusive of the unconstitutionality of this part of the bill before me and i earnestly commend their consideration to the deliberation judgment the de- deliberate judgment of congress and now to the court so in other words he vetoed the 14th amendment and then it was supposed to be a revote and it had to Pass by, by, I believe, a two thirds revote. Continuing with his statement, within a period of less than a year, the legislation of Congress has attempted to strip the executive department of the government of its essential powers. Now, but Johnson was commander in chief, he could have taken command of the army. And arrested these uh, radical abolitionist senators and Congress critters. He could have done that. Why didn't he do it? Continuing. The Constitution and the oath provided in it devolve upon the president the power and duty to see that the laws are faithfully executed. The Constitution, in order to carry out this power, gives him the choice of the agents and makes them subject to his control and supervision. But in the execution of these laws, the constitutional obligation upon the president remains. But the powers to exercise that constitutional duty is effectually taken away. How? How was it taken away? He is in control of... How did he lose control of the military? He states in the next sentence, The military commander is, as to the power of appointment, made to take the place of its president... And the general of the army, the place of the Senate and any attempt on the part of the president to assert his own constitutional power may be under pretense of law, be met by official insubordination. It is to be feared that these military officers looking to the authority given by these laws rather than to the letter of the constitution will recognize no authority, but the commander of the district and the general of the army. So this is quite amazing. How did the radical abolitionists gain, take the control of the army away from the commander-in-chief? If there were no other objection than this to the proposed legislation, it would be sufficient. No one can contend that the Reconstruction Acts were ever upheld as being valid and constitutional. They were brought into question, but the courts either avoided decision or were prevented by congress from finally adjudicating upon their unconstitutionality so there's abuse upon abuse upon abuse heaped on this 14th amendment it's quite amazing uh, unbelievable actually that this happened over and above the objection of a sitting president in mississippi versus president andrew johnson where the suit sought to enjoin the President of the United States from enforcing provisions of the Reconstruction Acts, the U.S. Supreme Court held that the President cannot be enjoined because for the Judicial Department of the government to attempt to enforce the performance of the duties by the President might be justly characterized in the language of Chief Justice Marshall as, quote, an absurd and excessive extravagance, unquote. So the Supreme Court refused to rule on it, But they let it happen. And somehow Johnson let it happen. I don't understand how this could possibly have happened. Anyway, the court further said if the court granted the injunction against the enforcement of the Reconstruction Acts, and if the president refused obedience, it is needless to observe that the court is without power to enforce its process. (laughs) In a joint action, the states of Georgia and Mississippi brought suit against the president and the secretary of war. So was Johnson actually in collusion? Pretending to be opposed to it? I don't know. This is the first time I've read such a detailed description of the process of the 14th Amendment. It is quite astounding, folks. Quite astounding that the 14th Amendment could be forced, and Reconstruction be forced upon the southern states over the objection of a sitting president. It's it's quite astounding. Anyway, we have about four minutes left. The bill then sets forth, oh, uh, yeah, and, and, uh, the joint action by Georgia and Mississippi. The court said that, quote, The bill then sets forth that the intent and design of the acts of Congress as apparent on their face and by their terms are to overthrow and annul this existing state government and to erect another and different government in its place unauthorized by the Constitution and in defiance of its guarantees and that in furtherance of this intent and design the defendants, the Secretary of War, the General of the Army and Major General Pope acting under orders of the president are about setting in motion a portion of the army to take military possession of the state and threaten to subvert her government and subject her people to military rule, that the state is holding inadequate means to resist the power and force of the Executive Department of the United States, and she therefore insists that such protection can and ought to be afforded by a decree or order of this court in the premises. Okay, well, the the Supreme Court just stated that they don't have the authority. That, that's the president's job. So why didn't he do it? Because in his in his very eloquent statement in opposition to the 14th Amendment, he had the power. So did the radical abolitionists just subvert his authority and, and start paying military commandments to do their will? Is that what happened? I'm not sure. Uh, This is not uh, giving me an explanation as to how this could possibly have happened over the objection of a sitting president. Continuing. The applications for injunction by these two states to prohibit the executive department from carrying out the provisions of the Reconstruction Acts. Well, Johnson, he's he's the executive. And he's he's arguing that he didn't do it. So who did it? that to prohibit the executive department from carrying out the provisions of the Reconstruction Act directed to the overthrow of their government, including this dissolution of their state legislatures, were denied on the grounds that the organization of the government into three great departments, the executive, legislative, and judicial, carried limitations on the power of each by the Constitution. This case went the same way as the previous case of Mississippi against President Johnson, And was dismissed without adjudicating upon the constitutionality of the Reconstruction Act. So uh, what it sounds like is that somehow President Johnson was overruled, but that couldn't have been done by a majority vote, a, a constitutional vote. And how can they place a military commander in place of Johnson to carry out the Reconstruction Act? How could this be possible? There's more to this, folks, than meets the eye. And I smell a Rothschild. All right, folks, that concludes uh, the series on the 14th Amendment. Boy, have I learned a lot. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. Folks, take care. See you all next time. And we'll probably see you tomorrow morning on Bloodlines. All right, take care. Bye-bye, and Yahweh bless.
1: Free people will never remain free, if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests.